There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Blah Blah the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today... We are going back to the classics. We are going to talk about um, Top Hat from 1935 with Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. Yes, the famous duo, dancing duo. They apparently made many movies together, but I think this is my very first one. I know I've seen other movies with Fred Astaire in it like funny face with audrey hepburn but that one is way later that one's like in the 50s oh yeah yeah that one yeah that one that one was in color yeah i mean (laughs) 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 yeah Um, if we're talking about talking about things made way later this movie was still in black and white um i think i feel like fred astaire was also no maybe that was someone else there was a movie called like high society but i think that was i think that was someone else Hmm. I um, do know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. There, I mean, he's in a lot of movies. He's extremely well known for his very good dancing ability. And especially with Ginger Rogers, the two of them are, are known to be a very dynamic dancing duo and made a bunch of films. But today we're talking about Top Hat. Um, I don't even know if this was one of their first ones, one of their later ones. I have no information about this movie. I just watched it on HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> this was okay so i i just scrolled all the way down on hit on fred astaire's like filmography yeah this is this is like the fifth thing that he's worked on so uh-huh, uh-huh. this is so this is definitely very early in his career and i and he definitely looked very very young very young this. i agree um, yeah quite handsome as well oh yeah very handsome i'm not gonna lie i thought like when I first like heard about Top Hat, I was like, "Oh, we should watch Top Hat." I was reading Fred Astaire as Frank Sinatra, so when this movie started, oh my and god! It, and the first song that he sang, I was like, "This guy doesn't sound like Frank Sinatra." And then I was like, "Oh, it's because he's Fred Astaire." <laughs> oh my god! I don't know why you ended up putting this on the quarantine movie roulette, but um. I mean, I mean, you know me. I I love I love my uh, 1930s musicals. Yes, I do too, I and love, I'm glad we got to watch it. I love movies that that kind of make no sense, but they're just like great costumes and great dance numbers and and song and songs and stuff. And yeah, you know, they're just a they're just a a hallucinogenic mess sometimes, and I really like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> Yeah, this movie was, I think, an hour too long for such a simple concept. Like, so much of it could have been solved with just better editing. But, you know, I'm going to give them, you know, the fact that it's an older movie, but that does not mean that they didn't come out with brilliant um, comedies and dramas of that time. It's just, I don't think this one was, like, 
one of the top, you know, one of the top hats of them all. You know, the top. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, because a few years later, we have Gone with the Wind, we have um, Wizard of Oz, so... You know, and obviously every year that the the movies come out, they get better and better, especially uh, in those early times. But still, uh, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. this concept was pretty simple. I'm assuming I'm assuming for like a black and white film, this was you know you know very high production. They had mm-hmm. some great um, backdrops and uh, and. Um, props and things and and costumes so this was probably very this was probably very fancy for a 1930s movie coming out um and like very high quality um i will also agree not my favorite um the the story itself was very funny i kind of just thought some of the i really liked the songs in the beginning of the movie like i really Mm -hmm. liked fred astaire's song like the the heaven i'm in heaven like i love that song um that was a great song um, some of the songs that came out that, that were sung later, I was like, what is happening? But, you know, they, they, they were just like showstopper numbers. Like, yeah. you know, they were just very like showy, like every 1930s musical has to have. Um, so I get it. I'm aware. I wasn't like in love with it. And, and so was Ginger Rogers more of a dancer and not really a singer because she only sang like a very little amount in, in that song that came out later. Yeah. I um, mean, in the movie. I- I'm not even sure. I don't know if she sings more in later movies that they're in together. Um, but I did really enjoy her singing and acting in this movie. Oh, yeah. I thought her and Fred Astaire were were super great. I thought they were so funny. I thought they had really great chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, like, just the way that they portrayed their characters was was very great. I, I really loved the storyline. It was very funny. Um, basically long summary short um fred astaire's character and and what were their names it was like larry jerry um i don't remember his name jerry jerry travers his name was jerry yes tremont dale Um, that was her name which is a crazy name for a woman but i guess people in the 30s (laughs) their name was dale it was wild um and uh, so Jerry is asked to be in a, in a, you know, a, a musical production from, from this like director who like mm-hmm. invites him out to like New York. Do they start off the movie in New York or something? It's actually in London. Was it London? Okay. Yeah, I, but I was, like I was, nobody I was, like, trying was to hear people's accents. Yeah, I was, I, I was like, I'm not hearing any British people. No, How there was like- no British people. It was like literally just American. And then like they kept referring to Americans as if they were not in America filming this movie. Because, like, obviously, they all filmed it in L.A. So, like, I I, <laughs> I was like, you're not fooling anybody, obviously. Nothing is on location. And don't even get me started about Italy. But, yeah, he goes to the... Uh, <laughs> he goes yeah. to the, this hotel uh, to see his friend, uh, who is, like, also his manager, who's named Hardwick. And he's like talking to him and so hyped up about the show that he starts tap dancing in his room and below him is Dale trying to sleep in the most luxurious room I've ever seen in my life and just these rooms were fucking (laughs) wild humongous too they were so big with like no furniture on sound stages (laughs) I was like like, what 
what like is wrong with these rooms? <laughs> everything was so fun to see. It was great. I, <laughs> I, I loved it. It was fun. I mean, it, like I didn't love like the story as much, but I did really enjoy this set design. I thought the, the costumes and the sets were so much fun. <laughs> they were crazy, but um, that was definitely one yeah of them. for sure. So she's so woken Jerry, up and she goes yeah, up. So Jerry and Dale meet. Um, Jerry and Dale meet. It's it's like love at first sight for Jerry. And uh, they kind of end up, um, <laughs> they end up uh, hanging out, um, hooking the up. Park. Yeah, at, uh, <laughs> when it's raining. And she had like gone on a horseback ride because he took her over there. It, it was, you know, it's just basically a very long drawn out meet cute and them like falling very in love much so. and dancing yeah. together. And and uh, she never gets his name, so she doesn't actually know who who he is. Uh-huh. And some by weird miscommunication, she thinks that he is Horace Hardwick, who yeah. is married and has a wife, and, and the wife happens to be friends with Dale Tremont. And so this whole mm-hmm. just chaotic situation ensues, misunderstanding and comedy <laughs> that yes. is not always that funny. <laughs> <laughs> it I think for the time yeah. this would have been very hilarious. There yeah. were parts of it that I found very um d- very great. Like like uh Horace Hardwick's wife, mm-hmm. Madge, was big was highlight. So great. Who she played her? Who is this actress? So she good. was so funny. Everything she Helen said. Helen Broderick. Was- Oh my god. She was everything landed. amazing. Yeah. Like when Dale was trying to tell her that, you know, she slept with, with her husband and, and you know, and, and she was like, oh, you know, he flirts with everyone, but who cares? Like, go ahead and be with him. And and it was, it just was, and then she was like, <laughs> and then of course when she thought that, you know, Jerry was her husband or, you know, Jerry mm-hmm. wasn't her husband, but Dale did, like she was really pushing her to Jerry. <laughs> so we're like. It was very funny. Yeah. She's like, yeah, sleep with my husband. It's Oh, it was so good. It was so good. Her character was amazing. I loved her so much. <laughs> and like, Dale was like, don't you think we've taken this too far? She's like, go farther. Go farther. <laughs> go farther. Go farther. Yeah. Um, and then really weird side plot, a couple side plots, side characters. Um, so Dale is, I guess she has a lot of very high connections and she was trying to help out her, um, her fashion designer friend. Yeah. Alberto, Alberto Bedini, who <laughs> was this guy who was definitely was not Italian, but was it was with this very intense Italian accent. It was played by Eric Rhodes. Yeah, that's not an Italian man. If I if I heard one, <laughs> and, I, and I think out of out of the two of us, you're definitely the you're you're who's to say who's Italian or not. Um. He yeah so um. <laughs> yeah so he's just kind of there hanging around he and and he is giving Dale all these beautiful garments to wear because he want he wants his his outfits to be seen by people in like high society basically, um and he wants to get his name out there and I guess Dale is his is his ticket mm-hmm. to in fact that, and then we have this really weird other side character uh Bates, Bates who is uh the valet Horace Hardwick valet. Yeah. Yeah, he was um I I can see why maybe in the past he was a funny character. A lot of his stuff I thought was just kind of annoying mm-hmm. and I thought that he just was 
he just was a troll. I don't know. I just, yeah, same. I, I, really I, like. You know, he definitely like struck me as one of those probably classic comedians. His name is Eric Bloor. And I just feel like people just probably really attracted to him. And he probably got better in different roles. But also, like, I don't think they edited him that well. Like, I, do, I don't think that the comedy was landing as much because it was just such a slow, like... It just didn't have the quippiness that today's comedies have. So, like, when you're watching it, like, you are enjoying it in some ways just because there's some, there's some really, like, buffoonistic characters. Like, like Horace is kind of like that, too. And so it, it's definitely, like, fun to watch them. And you could see what, what they would be appealing. Yeah, especially in today's um, today's cinema. Like, we've got so much more strategic um, shots that are filmed and, mm. you know, a, a lot of very, very fancy editing that kind of goes with that can really make or break a good comedy. Like you really have to have some, some good, some good editing, not just, not just actors that can, that can drop the jokes really well, which I mean is really important, but there's just a lot more to it, um, which, you know, humor was probably a lot more simple back then. Everyone just made fun of everyone and was racist so you know it's just yeah speaking of in the trivia that the was top, what was funny <laughs> the top trivia here is eric rhodes's italian characterization of of uh the italian character uh bedini bedini um apparently was so offensive to the italian government and the dictator <gasps> benito mussolini in particular that the film was banned in italy <laughs> Oh my gosh! The That's same amazing. fate had befallen the gay divorcee the year before, which I believe is the other um, Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire movie. Um, oh, so the, that was okay. previous to this, and apparently the guy Eric Rhodes. I was reading his little biography here. He had already had this stage character of an Italian man that he was um, portraying as, um, and he he was from Oklahoma, so. <laughs> yeah 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 not the coolest but there i mean this i guess this is definitely one of the more beloved uh fred Ast i mean they're they're all beloved some people just really love all their movies and it says that the first time fred astaire and Ginger rogers had a screenplay written specifically for them oh that's nice really great um there is a lot of trivia yeah. in here the Venice Canal set was so large, it required two adjoining sound stages at RKO's Gower Studio. The entire length was over 300 feet. Up to that time, it was the largest set ever built on the RKO lot. Oh my gosh. That's insane. Um, yeah, this was, and it was, um, again, insane. It, it, the, oh my God, the set of the Italy set felt like. Yes. No one had ever been to Italy that did that entire <laughs> yes. movie. It was like it's like if you thought to yourself, what would you think Italy would look like just based on like saying descriptors like to somebody like yeah, describing what Italy sounds and like, <laughs> and that's what it looked like. Like it was so blocky. It was so like we weird. Like they were they like had the canals, but. Then like people were swimming in them, and then <laughs> yeah, people were swimming. I was like, I don't, I don't think people swim in the canals. <laughs> they don't. Um, and and just like, you know, like they it was had a pool. like pool, like it was a fucking pool. <laughs> things on the walls, like 
swords and like um, masks and things, but like they were like painted and all of the like Italian flourishes were kind of vague and Mm -hmm. it just was like the weirdest set I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) It It looked like it's a small world. Like something was wrong. (laughs) Yes. And oh gosh, yeah, part yeah, it just was, it was insane. Here's another trivia that's kind of interesting. Um, Fred Astaire didn't care for the big finale production number, which was the Piccolino, um, so he handed singing duties over to Ginger Rogers. Uh, the Piccolino song was cute, but yeah, it was not my favorite. There Again, were some way better songs. A, a really odd Italian de- depiction. Like it just again, it just <laughs> felt again like no one had ever been to Italy, like. What? <laughs> you know, Italy definitely was, I think, seen a lot differently. And, you know, it really became more uh, respected or noticed as a destination in, like, the 50s. Um, so, like, it definitely took a while to to get to that point. And, like, I could completely think that no one had ever been there who worked on this movie. So... Um, this movie is wild. Here's another trivia that I cannot even believe that this was even uh, considered. Mm-hmm. Character Alberto Bedini's motto was originally, for the men, the sword, for the women, the whip. Um, <laughs> the script the script was changed to, yeah. for the women, for the, the women, the kiss. Yeah. For the men, the sword. After, oh. after the censors objected. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Again, that is just such a... Backwards Ugh. thing to say, <laughs> it's so yeah. messed up, and and still at this time, obviously Italians were being you know polarized in America, being you know people were very racist to towards Italians at the time, and yeah. obviously that's not really the way anymore, but it was especially in the early part of the nineteenth century, so or the twentieth century. Um, also, Ginger Rogers' shoes had to be frequently changed because they were often filled with blood due to multiple takes of dance scenes. Oh yeah, yep, that's definitely something you hear a lot about in uh in these dancing uh, productions is um a lot of feet bleeding. And Lucille Ball makes an uncredited appearance as the flower I shop saw clerk that. with platinum yeah. blonde hair. The one right I afterwards not... is pretty great too. I did not even notice her. Oh my gosh, I almost want to like go back to that scene so I could look. Um Oh my goodness. And you know, again, this movie is is obviously very dated. Even Fred Astaire's um romantic um uh shows of affection that he was doing were mm-hmm. were um I'm going to say creepy. He was like he was like stalking her in the park and like followed her to the to the horse stables. It was it was not okay. Like if you're doing this to to a woman in this day and age, you're getting tased, bro. You're getting pepper sprayed hard in the face. You're getting kicked in the nuts. Yeah, I mean <laughs> Do not Yeah. Do not do that. Um Yeah, I mean definitely it is a it's 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 a dated movie. I think sometimes you watch movies, like I said, um, you know, uh, later we've got two of, like, some of the best movies of all time, Wizard of Oz and um, Gone with the Wind. And, you know, they have their dated things, but I think they still hold up in a lot of ways, especially filmmaking-wise. Um, 
But those were also a little bit more expensive. There's a little bit more going on. It's four years later. It, it's kind of like you really see what, what their priorities were with these um, big uh, production company, like, what, what are they called? The, like, big houses, movie houses. You know, this was RKO. Um, this oh, was like, yeah. you know, they, they've got only so many of them, and they were all just being run by so many people. And it's a little bit different now, but, you know, but that was like at the time they had the Hayes Code. They couldn't do anything that was too, too risque, too much that, you know. So um, I think we'll just have to be watching more of these movies so that we can get a little bit more background, a little bit more idea about um, more 1930s movies and 1920s movies, because I really do enjoy watching them. For sure. Me as well. Um, I, I will always love these movies like for like the music and dancing mostly you know they're such a vibe even if they are very very much dated but that's that's also the point to to (laughs) to see that to see and notice that they are in fact dated um here's another interesting trivia that i kind of liked uh it kind of talks about the costumes so it says the piccolino and the cheek to cheek gowns are legendary and rightly so yet Mm -hmm. nobody seems to notice that when dale tremont first appears in venice to meet mrs hardwick the ultra mini dress that Ginger Rogers wears is 40 years ahead of its time. Oh, yes. Honestly, everything she wore was amazing. Like, I was just looking at every seam, every, like, bit of these dresses. Um, I think my favorite one was the black one that she wears in um, when she first gets to Italy. And it's kind of like got that sheer back but the arms are like got some tool on the top and they're big really flowy arms and the dress is like sleek and black and kind of flares out on the bottom oh my god it was uh, Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. absolutely gorgeous if i could pull off a dress like that i would totally wear it but girl you know i can't like there's there's not like the drop waist like i can't do it It's not, yeah, it's not for me, but, um, it's gorgeous. (laughs) It's so pretty. Yeah. These dresses are, the costumes were very good. Um, it was a very, it was a very charming little movie, all things considered. And it is, it is definitely on, on various lists of movies that you must see, uh, before you die, apparently. Yeah. So, um, any other trivias you want to read or can we move on to the... Plot keywords? Uh, yeah, do we want to take a, take a break? break, move on to the plot qu- keywords, and then do the Metascore? Yeah. Sounds good. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more 
and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Okay, All we right. are back. Yeah. We're back. Uh, let's see. So down here to the plot keywords, we've got mistaken identity, tap dancing, based on play, flirting, blockbuster. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. I didn't know it was a based on play. Yeah, based on a play. That's interesting. So I'm going to the Metacritic here. Um just gotta look at all the reviews. Um, it's got a ninety-three meta score, which is very insane. Um, Fifteen positive reviews, one mixed, and zero negative. And some of them, I think, are older, but most of these seem to be. I think it's a mix. Um, the top ones, we've got several one hundreds on here, um, and it seems to be like it's kind of a mix between you know, more contemporary ones and more, um, 1930s ones. Um, the lowest one is a 58. If you want to read that one, Emily. Yep. So we've got the AV club here. Uh, the dialogue is witty and piquant. Piquant? Piquant? I don't know this word. Piquant. Piquant? (laughs) And the supporting players droll, but the labored farce of madcap uh, marital misunderstandings are as flat-footed as the dance numbers are memorably airy. Oh, goodness. Okay. Um, sure. I'm going to read the one of the, like the, the 80s, I guess, because we've got some here. Um, uh, Time Out 80 says, The third Astaire Rogers movie, not counting Flying Down to Rio, and one of the best, with a superlative Irving Berlin score and equally superlative Hermes Pan routines, which spark a distinct sexual electricity between the pair. Well, that's nice. I did, I did find it very, um, very intriguing that... That she just straight up says in the movie. I mean, she doesn't say it's right, but you know, she she heavily implies, yeah, that that they had sex, and and I was like, wow, <laughs> never, yeah, but never that was thought like, a... you know, I I thought she'd be like, oh, he, you know, he tried to woo me, or you know, he was flirting with me, or you know, he whatever, but like, yeah, she was like, she was like, we slept together, this asshole. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I didn't realize that that's. What she said. I thought she was just. I I don't. When when did she that said, happen? She said she said he made love to me. Oh yeah 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 yeah. So that doesn't really mean that he slept with her. It means no 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 no. It's it's more like he was just sweet on her. Like he was putting the moves on her. Like he was really into her, flirting with her. It. it I think that that term has kind of evolved to mean having sex today okay but then it was more like oh there he was like heavily interested in being with her sexually but like only after they were married Mm, okay yeah um but there but there was that part where she was referring to a time in paris that she was kind of lying to him kind of trying to play a play a little trick on him by being like remember we were in paris and you know, I was only wearing shorts or something, you know, like, and so that was kind yeah. of a, a risque moment, even though it was all fictionalized that these characters right. weren't actually um, in a relationship beforehand. But it it sure made it f- 
seem like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, right. I think that was right. the more risque part. So where were you seeing, um, where were you seeing the reviews from, from earlier? Like, uh, I think that like one of the 100s, um, let's see. I think the one that's like, not all of them have dates and the, the oldest one I'm seeing is from 1994. The TV guide one, the, the, the TV guide one is from, oh, maybe not. Um, staff not credited oh well it's probably mm. pretty old no i don't know no maybe not maybe they're all not like i thought that this one wouldn't be but it doesn't seem to be like i clicked on it and it doesn't really seem to be an, an older one um mm. okay hmm. i guess it is just just a bunch of Lots of lots of praise. I mean, the Austin Chronicle was always one of the one hundreds. Mm-hmm. Uh, hands down, this is the best Astaire Rogers musical ever. Wow. Nothing more needs to be said. What are the Person other is. ones like? If this one's the best one, I honestly have no clue, and now I'm so curious. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight one hundreds. Um, My goodness. Hmm. Well, I would like to know of a, of one that came out like a, a review from that time, contem- a contemporary review. I I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Well, I guess we'll never know because honestly, they're all biased anyway. They're only just if, if any of our listeners have <laughs> know where to find really old movie reviews in please, variety, please. probably. <laughs> yes. Please tell us, because I I want to read I want to read some decrepitly old movie <laughs> yeah. review. Decrepit. It it's gotta um, it's gotta have mice bites on it. It's it's gotta be it's, like it's gotta have it's gotta have moth moth bites. It's gotta have all. It's gotta have, <laughs> it's gotta be like just deteriorating around the edges. It's like the paper is so soft <laughs> that it's just been touched over the years. Yeah, I I need I need that. Um, I would I would love to read those very much. Um, any other of these uh, stick out to you? Not really. They're all just like, this is the best one. And um, good for them. I bet this was very high grossing. Oh, for sure. It's a blockbuster. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, that's really cute. I didn't know if Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers, like, did so many movies together. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. They were a, they were a real duo. All right. Any other lasting comments about Top Hat? Um, why do we why why do we think it was called Top Hat? I know I know that Fred Astaire wears a top hat. There's just a song. There I was like, a song, like song when he was on stage. It was called Top Hat, and they usually named things after songs. That's true. I mean, they also could have named this Piccolino. The. <laughs> 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 They could have named this many things. I was like waiting patiently for them to get to Italy. I was like, oh man, get to Italy. I'm so excited. And then they got there and I was like, oh shit. Please leave Italy. Please leave Italy and go back to and go back to what was supposedly London. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh my goodness. I also did like, like the top hat song. It was really cute. It's the one it's the only number we got to see of him like in the actual production that he was asked to come to London for. <laughs> Yeah, big uh, Moulin Rouge 
vibes with all the men in the in the nice like three piece suits and ties and top hats. It was, you know, like a million of them on stage. Yeah, the part I wasn't too crazy about was the whole dance number of him just like shooting them all down. Yeah, that was the end of the song, and it was like, what? 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 (laughs) I was like, why are we still doing this? Like he, Uh, like he he, had to shoot them all down individually. He mimicked shooting down like like twenty dudes, like one at a time. I don't. I, I was don't. like, "Why are we still here?" I mean, you know, back then, less people were dying of of gun violence, so it was just not as, uh, you know. Oh shit! I was important. on a topical man. Wow, it's true. I mean, wow. uh, God, it's horrible. I, I know. The, we we're I just know. tainted in 2023, watching this perfectly fine movie and just picking it apart. <laughs> I'm perfectly content in the in these decisions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um you know, gen- generally it was it was fine. Gen- generally it was an entertaining movie, I have to say. I do love watching older movies, so and you know there's worse ones out there. Did I have a good time watching this movie? Yes, even even though it was a little cringy a lot of the time. Yes, I had a good time. Okay, you can close this out now. All right, yeah, let's little get out of here. Um all right, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and IMDb. Uh, if you, we're also on Amazon Music, Spotify, and Acast. If you want to follow our social media, we have Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Just search All by the Popcorn or All by the Popcorn Podcast. If you'd like to email us, please do that at All by the Popcorn Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we also have some merch, so please check that out. But thank you for so much for listening, and we'll talk to you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.